Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. And disciplining you <laughs> in Amazing. some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater. And this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular's single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Welcome. It is Verdict with Senator Ted Cruz. Ben Ferguson with you, Senator. We had planned on doing a deep dive today, and we'd promised many people on, on Monday's pod that we were going to get into some of the Biden crime family uh, subpoenas and what had happened. We are going to push that to Friday uh, uh, purposely because we're expecting some new breaking news on that. And also, in light of what has happened in the Senate today, uh, I want to talk about this this vote uh, that happened where every single Senate Democrat just voted to block aid to Israel on a day when 200,000 plus came to the steps of the Capitol to support Israel. This was shocking that every one of them said no. Well, that's exactly right. Today was a momentous day. And and look, I, I spent this afternoon down at, at, at the mall with the March for Israel, and we had hundreds of thousands of people from all over America descend on Washington and, and stand together for Israel. And it was inspirational. I spent a lot of time down there just hugging people and, and encouraging them and taking pictures and saying thank you. And, and, and the spirit of unity. I mean, we've seen uh, over the last month the nastiness we've seen, the vicious anti-Semitism we've seen, the hatred for Israel we've seen ha- has been really horrifying. And, and the March for Israel was spectacular to be a part of. And then after that, I came back to, to, to Capitol Hill, and a group of, uh, of us, a group of senators, decided, okay, enough is enough. We are going to force a vote on military aid to Israel right now. So, as you know, what happened, the House of Representatives took up and passed a clean Israel aid bill, $14 billion in emergency military aid for Israel. The Biden White House wants to tie that military aid to Ukraine and also more broadly to their efforts to 
increase illegal immigration. They call it in a very Orwellian term, border security funding, but it's designed not to secure the border at all. Instead, to increase illegal immigration, to accelerate the time for processing, to spend more money to putting illegal immigrants on trains and planes and buses to send them to every city in America. And so the Biden White House is cynically trying to tie Israel aid to all of that. The House of Representatives did the right thing, something we've called for on this podcast. Break Israel funding off and vote for it free and clear. Now, when the House did that, they decided to be fiscally responsible. They decided to pay for it. I think that's the right thing to do. And so the way they paid for the $14 billion is rescinding funding that the Democrats had previously passed into law to hire 87,000 new IRS agents designed to harass small businesses, harass middle-class families, to be used as, as an army to go after the enemies of this administration. So... He- you mentioned that you mentioned the, the vote and, and the numbers here. There's some people that are going to be looking at these numbers. It's very, very tight, this vote. It was obviously a party line vote. How on earth is it that not a single Democrat would come over and stand with Israel on this? Or was this just a, hey, we, we as a Democratic Party, we always vote together, even if it screws Israel? I mean, this is one yes. of the most tone-deaf tone votes I've ever witnessed. While there's literally 200,000-plus people on the mall standing with Israel in a nonpartisan way. Look, this vote was a demonstration of what I describe at great length in my brand-new book, Unwoke, How to Defeat Cultural Marxism in America. By the way, if you haven't bought it, go on to Amazon right now and buy the book because this vote today was a manifestation of that. Today's Democrats, they don't give a damn about substance. They they care about power. And because the corrupt corporate media will not report on what they say, they are not accountable for what they do. So so here's what happens. This, this is one of the moments where this podcast is unusual. Because I want to bring you inside the procedural maneuvering in the Senate in a way that, 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 frankly, there's no other news source that provides that. So I came back from the march uh, for Israel about 4 p.m. on the Capitol, and I got a text as I was driving back to the Capitol uh, from Roger Marshall. Roger Marshall, Republican from Kansas, good friend. He said a bunch of us are meeting to try to force a vote on Israel funding right now. So I deviated. I was going to go to my office. I deviated to go to the, the Senate floor. Um, I was there with other conservatives, people like Mike Lee, who is my closest friend in the Senate, a number of others, and we were strategizing about how we can force a vote. And in particular, there's a procedural method called filing a rogue cloture petition. And, And what that means is any 16 senators can file a cloture petition, which is a petition to force a vote on something, and can basically hijack the Senate floor from the Senate Majority Leader. And and it is a procedural mechanism that is very, very rarely used because both Schumer and McConnell hate it. So McConnell had repeatedly urged us, do not use this mechanism because the Majority Leader should be able to control the entire agenda, and it's a mistake to let the minority hijack the agenda. Well, look, I understand that procedural point. It's not crazy as a day-to-day operation of the Senate. But here, the House had passed emergency military aid for Israel, and Chuck Schumer had announced, we will not vote on it. He would block the Senate from voting on it. It was literally, Schumer was single-handedly 
preventing a vote on emergency military aid for Israel. And it's because he wants, number one, he's not willing to give up the funding for the army of 87,000 new IRS agents. He values harassing the political enemies of the White House more than military aid for Israel. And number two, he wants to tie it to all the political priorities of Democrats and hold that military aid hostage. Let me ask you this question about about this funding, because this is a fight that we did not see. Everybody jumped on the yes bandwagon when it came to military aid for Ukraine. Democrats had no problem jumping on that as well. And and you didn't have to figure out a way to try to bring this vote up. How how do how what, what is the logic when you're talking to Democrats, uh, your colleagues in the Senate? How can they be so hell bent and gung ho on unlimited funding for Ukraine, but no on something as simple as defending our actual ally Israel? So Democrats, number one, recognize that all the Republicans strongly support military aid for Israel. So they see that cynically as a political opportunity. Good. This is something Republican want, Republicans want. Let's hold it hostage. But but number two, listen, Democrats are worried about their left flank. They're getting blasted by the anti-Israel, anti-Zionist, radical, anti-Semitic left, the squad. And so they're all nervous. And so what ended up happening, it's why Schumer didn't want to vote. He didn't want to force Democrats to vote on it. And he felt like he had exquisite power. Now, Schumer screwed up. The majority leader can prevent what we did today. The way the majority leader prevents what we did today is he files a a pending motion to proceed to something. And under the Senate procedural rules, that pending motion to proceed to some bill blocks another motion to proceed to a bill. And, And so that's something... When Senate Republicans had a majority, Mitch McConnell did every day. He did that to block the Democrats from doing what we did. Well, Schumer was lazy. He didn't do that. So the floor was wide open. And so what happened is is a group of us, we had 11 Senate Republicans. We met off the floor of the Senate. You needed 11 to force a voice vote. And so we gathered there on the side of the Senate and and we're talking about, okay, we're going to force this. And we're doing this surreptitiously. This is like 4 p.m. Tuesday afternoon. We then all went to the Senate cloakroom and, and we were waiting. And actually, John Kennedy was giving an extended speech and, and we wanted Roger Marshall as the one who had the idea initially to go forward. So Mike Lee and I and others were backing Roger and we needed to get the floor because the Senate Democrats were starting to get wind of what we were trying to do. And at one point, Chuck Schumer's lead uh, floor aide on the Senate, his sort of lead staffer, he came and stuck his head in the Republican cloakroom and he looks around and he sees 11 of us sitting there and he kind of looks around and and he doesn't quite say this out loud, but everything is in his expression goes, Oh shit. Like he, he, he he (laughs) knew this, he had figured out what we were trying to do. And so we went actually Rand Paul, who was part of the group, Rand went down to John Kennedy, who was giving a speech in another matter and Rand interrupted him. He's like, John Kennedy's on C-SPAN giving a speech. And Rand said, John, we really need you to stop right now. It's an emergency. Please stop. And John didn't even know what we were doing, but he's like, uh, okay. So he stops. Roger Marshall goes down and he gets recognized. So getting recognized, once you're recognized, you have the floor, you have power. And so Roger goes down and he moves to proceed to the House bill. So the House bill is what they passed. It is $14 billion in emergency military funding for Israel paid for by rescinding the IRS additional funding for 87,000 agents. Once he did that, the Democrats are in panic. They're like, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap. And so Raphael Warnock, the Democrat from Georgia, he was down there. 
Now, procedurally, once Roger moves to proceed to the bill, he has relinquished the floor. It's it's a jump ball at that point because to move, move to proceed to it, uh, the presiding officer instructs the clerk to to read the title of the bill. So so Roger no longer has the floor. Can I ask you a cynical question real quick? Yes. How many senators have no idea how this works, what you're describing right now? About about 90. Okay. That's the reason why this story is amazing to me, because I'm like, I bet you the majority of the senators uh, that you serve with don't know this is the the, the rules of the Senate and how this would work. No, no. It's only a handful of senators that understand the rules. So Roger moves. When he makes the motion, he's relinquished the floor. And so what happened then as soon as the clerk has read the title of the bill, Roger says, Mr. President, the presiding officer was Senator Welch from, from Vermont. He was there. Roger calls out Mr. President, but Raphael Warnock, liberal Democrat from Georgia, calls out Mr. President as well. Now, the presiding officer, when you've got multiple people asking to be recognized, has the option to pick who to decide. And so because he's a Democrat, Welch recognizes Warnock. Warnock stands up and says, I suggest the absence of a quorum. Now, what that means, this is getting in the weeds, but this is this is one of the cool things about this podcast. It takes you inside the Senate. Under the Senate rules, when any senator suggests the absence of a quorum, there is a mandatory quorum call. What it means is there are not enough senators on the floor right now to conduct business. It is a way to freeze the Senate, to lock it in paralysis, because once you're in a quorum call, you can do nothing else. and so. Warnock pushed us into a quorum call. At that point, we're there, and there are more than 11 of us that are there. We proceeded over the next hour periodically, one after the other. We'd grab the microphone. We'd stand up and say, Mr. President, I ask unanimous consent to vitiate the quorum call. That's that's a way to say, end the quorum call. Let's vote on this damn thing. And over and over again, we did this like 30 times. Democrats would object. They'd say, I object. I object. I object. Now, you can do that forever. You can keep They could keep us in a quorum call, but it meant they were stuck. And so we were brainstorming, okay, how can they avoid a vote? We went up to them and said, look, what we want is a roll call vote where every senator has to go on record. Do you support funding for Israel or do you oppose funding for Israel? After about two hours, and I cannot overstate, Ben, how upset Chuck Schumer was, how upset the Democrats were. We blindsided them. They did not expect this. This hit them out of nowhere. And then they finally said, screw it. We're going to force through the vote. So we voted. And it was a straight party line vote. So understand, every single Democrat voted against emergency military funding for Israel. Chuck Schumer, who calls him the defender of Israel. That's what he calls himself. Voted against emergency military funding for Israel. Um, John Tester, who's running for re-election in Montana, voted against emergency funding for Israel. Sherrod Brown, who's running for re-election in Ohio, voted against emergency funding for Israel. Bob Casey, who's running for re-election in Pennsylvania, voted against emergency funding for Israel. Jackie Rosen, who's running for re-election in Nevada, voted against emergency funding for Israel. Tammy Baldwin, who's running for re-election in Wisconsin, voted against emergency funding for Israel. And the amazing thing has been it was a straight party line vote, which means every single one of those Democrats I named was the deciding vote. Literally, if one Democrat had voted with us, 
This was a 50 vote threshold. So one Democrat could have passed this. But every Democrat voted no. And it was a moment of clarity. And I think a moment of clarity that will come down to the election next year where the Democrats have made clear that partisan politics matters more to them than standing with Israel right now. Big headlines. Have you seen them lately? Third highest deficit in history. Another one. Digital dollars sparks uncertainty. And the one that's got everyone concerned, Israel declares war. We're living in an unpredictable world right now, but gold is still gold. It's weathered many storms. Gold gives peace of mind. It's tangible. It's real. It helps me sleep at night as well because I know that I have gold and I'm a firm believer in gold IRAs. Listen, if you have an IRA or a 401k. It's time that you learn about the benefits of a gold IRA from Augusta Precious Metals. That's where I bought my gold. They're exceptional, honest, no pressure, and top-notch service. Get a free guide to gold IRAs from Augusta Precious Metals today. Text the word BEN to 68592. That's B-E-N to 68592. Again, text the word BEN to 68 592 or AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Senator, you mentioned that any one Democrat could have moved the pendulum here and funded Israel. Uh, and if you don't have to name names per se, but are you shocked? I mean, there are some Democrats that, that I truly believe are, quote, friends of Israel. Um, I, I am shocked that not one of them did the right thing here and, and, and truly stood with Israel. They, they, they just said no, party over even Israel. And, and what is referred to is emergency funding, meaning yeah. they need it now. Look, this was, I think, a spectacularly foolish vote by Democrats. I mean, you had Kirsten Sinema was the deciding vote against emergency aid to Israel. Bob Menendez, who right now is in the midst of, uh, of a very serious indictment and a, and a serious scandal, but he's on the ballot in November. He was the deciding vote against emergency aid to Israel. Dick Blumenthal, Ben Cardin, uh, all sorts of Democrats who, who hold themselves out as defenders of Israel. Every one of them, literally one of them, could say, you know what? We need emergency aid to Israel now, and I don't care what my party leadership says. I'm not going to do it. But they decided they cracked the whip. And, I, and I'll tell you on the flip side, listen, it was not easy to hold every Republican. So I was down on the Senate floor for about two and a half hours this afternoon, and I was whipping Republicans. And listen, Republican leadership was pissed. I, I cannot overstate how angry they were. And the reason is, it is, is our leadership said, listen, if you do this, when Republicans have the majority, Democrats will use this tool to try to hijack the floor. And, and that's a reasonable procedural point. I get that. It's not crazy. That being said, I think the crisis in Israel is so dire, the position of the Democrats is so indefensible that it made sense to force it. And so we did it. But when we're voting on it, there were a number of Republicans close to leadership who delayed their vote and delayed their vote and delayed their vote. And, and I was talking to them personally and I was saying, please, please vote to do the right thing. Because if we ended up with a vote where you had all the Democrats and two or three or five Republicans it would totally blur the distinction. They could say there's a bipartisan vote against this procedural game. That's what the Democrats would say. And so I was begging Republicans, please, this is something I get. You don't like the procedural mechanism that we forced this vote. But we did. 
once we did, let's actually be united and 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 be team players. And miraculously, look, it was close. And I was talking to staffers. I was talking to members. I was lobbying. I was on the, in the well of the Senate working vote by vote by vote. We got every single Republican, 100%. That was a big deal because it means that each and every Democrat, there is not a Democrat in the Senate who was not the deciding vote on this motion. And that is a big deal for clarity. And, and I want to underscore something, Ben. You asked a minute ago, why would Democrats do this? And, and, and part of me was shocked. By the way, Joe Manchin, who's not running for re-election, he voted against military funding for Israel. He could have been the deciding vote, but he figured, I guess, screw it. I'm leaving the Senate, so who cares? Um, part of the reason Democrats do this, while we're voting, I looked up in the Senate gallery. There were four reporters up in the Senate gallery. Uh, we'll see how many headlines are published about Senate Democrats block military funding for Israel, but my guess is very, very few. We went out and tried to talk to reporters. I I didn't see the six o'clock news tonight, so I don't know this for a fact, but I'd be willing to bet you a hundred dollars right now. And I'm cheap. I don't bet a hundred dollars on many things. <laughs> That's right. I'd bet you a hundred dollars that none of the major networks covered that Senate Democrats tonight blocked funding for Israel. And this is why, look, this is the point in my book, Unwoke, which you ought to go online and buy right now. This is why I focus so much on the corrupt corporate media, because the corrupt corporate media, they're not covering news. They are partisan advocates. They don't want aid to Israel to pass. They are cheering for Hamas. Many of the corrupt corporate media are openly cheering for Hamas. And so Democrats can cast spectacularly foolish votes and know their constituents will never know about it. Dick Blumenthal, Democrat from Connecticut, he holds himself out as one of the leading defenders of Israel. Well, he is absolutely certain when he goes to Connecticut, none of his voters will know that he was the deciding vote that blocked emergency military aid to Israel. Why? Because the corrupt corporate media won't tell them. You, you, Senator, have said this several times, and it's a, a very accurate statement. You say if lawyers never ask a question of somebody if they don't already know the answer, that that rule applies, I think, to taking things to the floor of the Senate for a vote. Right. Don't call a vote if you don't know what the outcome's going to be. Uh, and yet it, this today seems to be one of those incredibly authentic moments was it inspired because of the 200,000 plus that came to Capitol Hill to stand with Israel? And that's where this kind of started, where it was like, you know what? We got to do something today and, 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 and let's just see if we can get it done. And no, we haven't called everybody beforehand. And, and this is an organic moment in the yep. Senate. Look, for me, it certainly was. I can't speak to the other Republican senators, but I came Literally from the March on Washington, I was down there hugging and supporting so many, so many incredible heroes and, and Jewish Americans who came from all over the country to come to the mall to stand in solidarity. And I came back and, and I heard several of my colleagues were thinking of this and I was like, absolutely, let's go to the floor right now. Let's do it. And so I leaned in aggressively and, and I got to say it was striking. Number one, the absolute panic among Senate Democrats was striking. But sadly, the panic among Senate Republican leadership, they didn't like that we did this either. But I think it provided an absolute moment of clarity. And let me be clear. What I hoped would happen is that we would vote to provide 
the military aid to Israel. By the way, if one Democrat, if even one, if Bob Casey, if, if Jackie Rosen, if, if John Tester, if Sherrod Brown, if even one Democrat had voted with us, this bill would have passed and we would have sent it to Joe Biden's desk tonight. So Joe Biden could have signed it this evening and sent $14 billion to Israel Tuesday night. Wow. I didn't know if that would happen. I, I actually wasn't sure they could hold their votes. And part of the reason they locked up the floor in a quorum call for a couple hours is I assume they were whipping their votes. They called the people that they thought were wobbly votes. They said, OK, Schumer wants you to vote to screw Israel. Are you OK with that? And I think every Democrat said, yep, good by me. I'm good by that. And and, and it just I got to say, if the shoe were on the other foot, if it were Republican leadership asking Republicans to cast a vote like that, I wouldn't do it. And a whole bunch of us wouldn't. And yet the Democrats, this is where I cannot overstate the impact of the corrupt corporate media. Part of the reason Republicans wouldn't do it is our voters will know if we cast a terrible vote. Yeah, it would, it would literally cost several senators their job the next election. The Democrats feel utterly and completely immune. They know that CNN has their back. They know that ABC, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, they won't cover it. They won't report on it. They'll ignore it. They'll bury it. And the New York Times, they're not going to cover it because they don't want to cover it because they're more interested in the left-wing partisan agenda than they are in actually covering the news. If you are sick and tired of woke companies taking your money because you think you got to work with them and you say, well, that's all I've got. A great example of that is the cell phone industry. You may think, hey, there's two or three big companies. Those are my options. I can't really dictate to them what they stand for, what they do. Well, now you have a chance with a company called Patriot Mobile. You may not realize this, but Big Mobile actually gives big donations to Democrats and big donations to Planned Parenthood. If you don't want your money going there, you have an option. That option is Patriot Mobile. And what they're doing right now to celebrate their 10th anniversary is incredible. For every person that switches to Patriot Mobile, they are going to give a donation to a pro-life organization to protect the rights of unborn children. Now, that's just the start. Then every month when you pay your bill... At no extra cost to you, they actually give donations, money, a portion of your bill to conservative causes that stand up and protect and defend our First and our Second Amendment rights, stand up for the sanctity of life, stand up for our military, our veterans, and our first responders. They have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team, which makes switching easy. You can keep your same cell phone number you have now, keep your same phone, or upgrade. And they will help you find the best plan for your needs, your family needs, or your business or small business needs. Call them, 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com. That's PatriotMobile.com. Use the promo code VERDICT. You will get the best deals of the year and free activation. PatriotMobile.com slash VERDICT. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. 
Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk of experiencing a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable. So you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like your electric blanket, your microwave, your RV, air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets, so you can power more devices at once and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to the number 4, patriots.com slash verdict to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. Go right now to the number 4, patriots.com slash verdict. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Senator, I want to move to another issue, and it deals with Israel, but it's in a different capacity. Uh, and that is the shock of anti-Semitism on college campuses. MIT now is facing backlash for not expelling anti-Israel protesters over their they what they refer to as visa issues. They said they, they, they originally threatened to expel these pro-Palestinian protesters. And then afterwards, they're like, OK, we're going to full we're going to come back on this. We're going to pull back on this uh, and, and say, never mind, because these people, if we if we pull them from school, it will, it will have visa issues, uh, regardless of how extreme these protesters were. This is shocking to see them coming back from this. Yet that's exactly what now has happened at MIT. Your reaction? Well, listen, what happened at MIT was absolutely disgraceful. MIT, by any measure, is one of the finest educational institutions on the face of the planet. It may be the greatest scientific, technical uh, university in the world. And what has happened in the last several days is that numerous Jewish students 
were forced to stay home from classes. They could not attend classes. Why? Because anti-Israel, anti-Semitic protesters threatened them, physically threatened them. And the students said they felt that they felt unsafe. They, that they felt like going to class would endanger their personal safety. Now, that is insane. And, and any normal university, if, if one student threatens another student, threatens their safety and prevents them from going to class, whoever makes that threat should be expelled. If you are harassing Jewish students because you're an anti-Semite bigot, you should be expelled. And by the way, to be clear, if someone was harassing Muslim students and preventing Muslim students from going to class, they should be expelled. No student has a right to harass and threaten fellow students. Well, what happened at MIT is, is this harassment occurred and, and Jewish students stayed home and the university administrators backed away and refused to take the natural step of expelling them. Why? Because these rabid anti-Semitisms were there, were Semites were there on student visas. And if they got expelled, they'd get sent back home. And the university said, well, okay. If you were an American, we would punish you. But because you're not an American, because you're a guest, because we've welcomed you to our country to get an education, you can conduct harassment and bigoting, bigoted, racist, threaten, threatening of other students. And, and we will just turn a blind eye and give you a pat on the back. It's CNN. There, there truly seems to be a civil war inside of CNN right now, because if you watch the morning show, it's like all uh, Hamas propaganda uh, and anti-Semitism. You watch their primetime lineup at night. It goes right back to that. There was a moment, and I, I, I want to give credit here um, to Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper had on an MIT graduate student and let her tell her story to the world. And I want you to hear what she had to say. It was, and I'm glad that he used his program for good. He had the headline, Hate in America, MIT student speaks out about anti-Semitism on campus. Listen to this. Um, as a Jewish student at MIT, do you feel safe on campus? You know, honestly, Jake, in the past few weeks, I have not felt safe on campus. Why not? So, you know, ever since October 7th, we've seen at universities around the country that, you know, the conflict that's overseas has come to our home turf. And uh, we've had a lot of rallies and events by an organization called the Coalition Against Apartheid, which is the anti-Israel group on MIT's campus. And um, they, along with some local anti-Israel groups, have come to campus because MIT is an open campus, which means that anybody can walk around and, you know, be on campus. So they together have done protests on campus on the steps of Lobby 7, which is the main entrance to MIT and in front of the student center. And I mean, people protest, but but what do they do? What do they say that makes you feel unsafe? So I guess part of it is the fact of what they're saying. So when you're saying things like globalize the Antifada and use your two fists to sacrifice everything for Palestine and one solution Antifada, you know, we know what, what happened during the second intifada. It was suicide bombings and attacks against Israeli civilians in Israel. But the other part of it is that these people aren't just protesting outside and exercising the right to free speech, which I fully support as an American. It's that they're going, you know, they went to the personal offices of a program that runs Israel internships on MIT's campus. And they went to the offices of the people who work for this program and they tried to enter. They were going from door to door trying to unlock the doors. And the people who worked in this office had no idea to, what these students were trying to do by trying to get into their office. They were yelling. They were accusing them of apartheid, of ethnic cleansing, of genocide. 
And it was a really frightening experience. A really frightening experience. You hear this student saying this, and yet there are, this is happening to them. And as you described a moment ago, they said, if you keep doing this, we're going to expel you. Then they said, oh, never mind. Just kidding. Uh, you're just going to be in trouble, but you're not going to get expelled because we don't want you to lose your visa. That's in my Semitism and accepting this type of abuse by these individuals. Well, that's right. And let me quote from Fox News had an article about this where they quoted conservative lawyer Marina, Maria Medvin. And she said, quote, MIT is one of the most prestigious universities in the U.S. These days, foreigners make up about 30 percent of the MIT student body. Jewish students, on the other hand, make up about 6 percent of the MIT student body a campus minority. So think about it right now. Now, I, I will admit um, it is somewhat concerning that 30% of the MIT student body are foreigners, but especially if these are foreigners that are vicious bigots, that are anti-Semites, that are willing to threaten, harass, and threaten physical violence against their fellow students, their Jewish uh, students, because they hate them so much, they should be expelled. If you threaten physical violence against a, a fellow student, if you block them from, from going to class, that should be a no-brainer reason for expulsion. And, and, and the administrators, look, why did the administrators not expel them? And, and again, this goes back to, to what I talk about in my new book, Unwoke. This is cultural Marxism. The administrators, the cultural Marxists side with the people they have decided are the victims, the Palestinians, over the people they have decided the, that they are the oppressors, the Jews. And so for the radical left, Threats of violence against Jews are okay. It is acceptable. And, and, and so, listen, the fact that someone's on a student visa, they ought to behave better, not worse. It shouldn't be the case that Americans are held to stricter standards than foreigners coming to study in our universities. And yet MIT says, well, if we expelled you, you'd lose your student visa, so we're not going to expel you. Please continue to harass and threaten and, and threaten physical violence to our students because, you know, we, the administrators, don't give a damn about the Jewish students because in the cultural Marxist world, they're the oppressors. So to heck with them. Yeah, to the heck with them. And I, I will say it's we better stand up for these students and the fat and, and hold these. And I hope donors. I, I really do. And the, and the people that give to these universities are paying attention yes, to yes, what these yes. universities are doing. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely right. It's one of the things that is freaking universities out is that donors are cut are cu cutting off the cash a and that is it, it, it's the one thing that's getting them attention and 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 listen i i, I want to actually quote from one of the best known poems first they came for the socialists and i did not speak out because i was not a socialist then they came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak out for me. Look, I think that applies to our universities right now. If there's anyone at a university, a student, a professor, an administrator who gives a damn about equal rights, about protection, about stopping anti-Semitism, about stopping bigotry, about stopping hate. Speak out now.
If you're a donor and you write a check to these schools, speak out now and say not one penny more until you protect the students on our campus. You cannot give in to the violent Marxist radicals and expect us to continue to support these schools. This is a time for choosing right now. We need strong men to stand up. And did you know that the average man has half of the testosterone of the average man 50 years ago and things are declining fast? That's why the patriots at Chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com, combine the most powerful herbal extracts, which are totally natural, organic, and clinically studied to boost testosterone levels in men just like you. If you are sick and tired of feeling tired and, and wanting to have more energy and wishing that you felt like you used to feel, then you've got to check out what Chalk is doing for men just like you. All of their products are made in the USA and are completely safe, and you can boost your testosterone levels not seen since 1776 naturally with Chalk. Go to Chalk.com. C-H-O-Q.com. Use the promo code Ben and you're going to get 35% off any chalk subscription for life. That's right. You can boost your testosterone levels right now by up to 20% by going to chalk in just 90 days. C-H-O-Q.com. The point here is this. Get off the couch and get rid of that fatigue and replace it with strength and vitality naturally with a company that stands with conservative men just like you. CHOQ.com. That's CHOQ.com. Use promo code Ben. You'll get 35% off. Check out the male vitality stack right now. And you're going to see that that's one of their main ingredients is clinically said to boost total testosterone 20% in 90 days. CHOQ.com. That's CHOQ.com. Promo code Ben. Senator, last I want to play for you and, and just so people understand what's happening at MIT. This is just some of the student videos have gone viral online. They're chanting. Infatata, uh, and the Jewish students are stuck inside, were physically prevented from attending class by this hostile group of pro-Hamas and anti-Israel MIT students that call themselves the CAA. Then then another student uh, came out and, and showed another video of these massive protests, and this is what it sounded like. <laughs> Senator, they were doing this and they knew where many of the Jewish students were when they went to these buildings to protest just to scare these Jewish students. I, I, I leave everybody with that audio uh, and, and I want to get your final words on this because this is clearly organized. It's being funded by someone, Senator. There, the, the MIT is what they refer to as an open campus where outside groups can come in. This is orchestrated by these extremist anti-Israel groups. Somebody has to be paying for this, funding this, and then they are targeting where the Jewish students are in these schools. And it's not just MIT. This is happening on other college campuses. So the second intifada in Israel was a series of suicide bombings carried out by Palestinian assailants. And it resulted in, it took place between 1987 and 1993. 
and it had a combined casualty casualty figure of roughly 1,000 Israelis, 3,000 Palestinians, and 64 foreign nationals. Wow. And so when, when, when these radicals are cheering and chanting for another intifada, they're calling for murdering more Jews. Now, mind you, on October 7th, we saw, saw 1,200 Israeli civilians targeted by Hamas death squads and murdered because they are Israelis. And these protesters are chanting, they want another intifada. In other words, you haven't murdered enough Jews. We want more Jews murdered. That's what they're chanting. And, and listen, if you're a Jewish student at MIT or at another one of these elite universities where these radical leftists have taken over, it is understandable that you are afraid for your own safety. This is disgraceful. And every university that allows this to happen is failing in their obligation to keep their students safe. No student, everyone has a right to free speech. No student has a right to threaten physical violence against other students to prevent students from going to class. And that's what these radicals are doing at MIT. And right now, the MIT administration is complicit in this terrorizing of Jewish students. It's disgraceful. Senator, it's always a pleasure, especially on, on, on shows like this that I think are so important. I would ask all of you listening, uh, please help spread the word by sharing this podcast on your social media, wherever you are. Uh, write us a five-star review. It helps us on the charts reach new listeners when they when they put the charts out on Apple and other services. Uh, and, and most importantly, uh, go out there and grab the Senator's new book. It is an incredible read for the holidays. Uh, Unwoke, it is out right now, and, and there's so much that the Senator was talking about tonight that is that is really talked about in this book. I've read it. It's amazing. Make sure you grab that on Amazon as well. The Senator and I will see you back here in a couple of days. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to the number four, patriots.com slash verdict to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. Go right now to the number four, patriots.com slash verdict. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash Ben. HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279. 
or visit cheapoair.com slash podcast.